You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Same colors in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Two minutes past three. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Roots with you on a Tuesday afternoon and on our very last show of the year. Who would have thought? And we're on the road as well. We are live from the Mosaic Hotel at 37 Turner Drive, West Lakes. The Mosaic Hotel, some people may be saying. Well, that's the old footy park bar. It's a lot fancier now. Let's bring in The Roach. Party people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Roach, Oh, Rucci, Rooch, the nostalgia, the memories of just coming down to West Lakes and Footy Park and the old Amy Stadium. I got lost. What's your earliest memory of this area, Kim? Oh, earliest memory. Gee, I can obviously remember when it was when it was built. It was such a big deal. Um, trying to think of the first game I ever played here, but I did have good memories because I beat your mob here, Port Adelaide, and that didn't happen too well, often. It's like a premiership for you, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Don't be a smartass. Uh, yes, but you're right. <laughs> I think I, I only did it on. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, I did it with North Adelaide in uh, one of my first few games, but yeah. that was at Prospect Oval. Uh, did it at Thebiton Oval when the great yeah. uh, Russell Ebert was coach. Oh, right. And um, yes. I was a bit cheeky to Herb that day. I've told that story, Roach. He moved himself from centre-half back in the middle at about the 20-minute mark of the last quarter. And I was only a young buck. I said, it's a bit late, Herb. <laughs> the damage is done. Oh, well. And we yes. had a uh, victory down here too. And I think it was in a double header. There was a good crowd. Hmm. Good crowd down here. But it's, it looks a lot different now. Oh, no. It's very different, Kim. The, the, the area has had all of the stands, all the terraces gone. A lot of different style of buildings put around it. Mm. A lot more still to come. Uh, it will soon be the home of the Sandful again once they leave Thebiton Oval. That's all underway. And what a piece of real estate to have your headquarters at. When you look at all the developments here, and we talk about the Mosaic Hotel being the old crowbar and the, the bar at Footy Park that we Hasn't grew up with. this changed? Oh, this is sensational. We're in the sports bar at the moment. It is huge. There's going to be a big Christmas party for all the members. There's a few rolling in already. Young Chris O was here early. Good. He must have wet the bed, did you, last night, Chris O? Hey, he is keen to get into it. Um, this is part of the Mosaic members' Christmas drinks. So there'll be a lot of people in here a little bit later. Could be a bit rowdy, Roach. A Ooh. chance for you to do a little bit of your rap dancing and right. moonwalking. Moon uh, and the Sandfall are also currently promoting their ultimate football memberships. Uh, I can give some information a little bit later, but these are great memberships, aren't they? Well, as you remember the days of when we had the big grandstand here on this western side of Footy Park and there was the members' area. Well, the equivalent exists at Adelaide Oval where they have a membership base there for every game that's at the new home mm -hmm. or the old home as well it was. So you can go to every AFL game, every Sandful game, every football event that is on during the football season. So it is the brilliant. beauty of it is 
unlike the old days of where if you had a membership, you remember when they used to check to make sure you weren't handing it off to someone else, you can transfer oh, this no, membership I'd to a just mate. used to walk in, Rooch, um, you know. Oh, that'd be right. That'd be right. <laughs> Well, I did. <laughs> Used to see you up in the media area here, Roots. That's when you never spoke to me. That's when I nicknamed you the Living Dead. Oh, very good. Very good. You were a bit antisocial, weren't you, back in the day? Not always. Just me, was it? No, not just you. Kid. No. Um, all right, if you want to know more about those memberships, <laughs> you can log on the ultimatefootballmembership.com.au. A-U. Ultimate Football Membership, all lowercase, .com.au. We'll tell you a little bit about that later. All right, Richie Reach, looking forward to our last show. Hopefully we'll get lots of texts too because we're live and interactive. Uh, people can tell us to nick off. You know, we've had a guts full of you. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Apologies, we still know we're having tra- problems with the transmitter. So hopefully you're listening on the app. Loud and clear. We appreciate your patience. If it's not bloody fixed over the Christmas break, Roach, I'm not coming back. Well, don't give him an incentive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 3.30, our first guest. She's a ripper. She's become an integral part of the show yes. in uh, recent weeks. Nat Hurst, Adelaide Lightning coach. She'll be refreshed. Yeah. Well, what is 11-day break? 11-day break. Strange sort of fixturing, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit unusual. Still, they've got three home games. They've gone through number one and won it. Get another two wins, level up the win-loss ledger and start moving on towards the finals. Yeah, take on the Canberra Capitals at home tomorrow. They are bottom and winless. We should win that one. Touch wood. Yeah, talk about the 11-day break, but the captain, uh, Steph Talbot, uh, hasn't been 100%, so she'll be jumping out of our skin. Indeed. Uh, Global cricket guru, Bharat Sundarasan, will join us at 4 o'clock. The summer of cricket continues on SEN Roach uh, at Perth Stadium tomorrow. Australia taking on the West Indies gets underway at 12.50 our time. There was a time where we would get very nervous about a series of the West Indies. And if you were an Australian batsman, you would be even more nervous for the way in which they had the world's fastest and meanest bowlers. Not the same West Indies group now. No, is it? it's not. Not at no. all. Hey, I, I buggered that up, Rich. Apologies. Did you? Barat is at 3.30. Nat is at 4. Right. I got it the wrong way around. Right. What, I, the nerve's getting to you because you're back here, are you? Uh, no, the, no. The, the, brain, no the brain's gone on holidays. Oh, really? uh, if I'm nervous yes. slash excited, yes. it's because at 4.30 we'll be joined by one of the world's greatest humans and definitely the world's greatest curator, Les Burdett. Oh, yes. Now, doesn't he have a few stories to tell? Well, I hope so. Yes. He's actually a guest speaker down here for the Christmas party. He's still touring the world as a consultant, isn't he? Yep. I hope he is. Well, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. With all that knowledge, Rooch. Exactly. That's that's what you'll do when you finish up here. I don't think so. I think I'll just retire to the mountains, look after them for you before I hand them on to you, Kim. Oh, Rooch, that's it. Just get the mountain goats in order and tell them all about your... (laughs) Your, all your little differences, and then you'll be right. My little differences. Where, yeah. are, you, where are you going with what that? What idiosyncrasies and oh, all that okay. sort of stuff. Uh, people have just joined us. Uh, it caught me on the hop about a year ago. Roach announced on air, and he said it three times now, that if he passes on before me, and I... I hope that does happen in the nicest possible <laughs> way. <laughs> that you are going to bequeath to me your properties in Italy. Oh, the two mountains. You can have them. Oh, so I've got nowhere to live. Just own the mountains. You've got enough money to build a nice little shack on the mountain. Are they in, uninhabitable, are they? 
Is that no. why you're doing it? No. You get, is this your last laugh? No, 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 no. You can do anything you like on them. Because you, you, nice you won't be, you won't be looking there. down on them. You'll be looking from <laughs> oh, below. Right. You'll be looking up from below. Right, Rich. okay. We're all, everyone's having fun. That's it. All yes. righty. Right. Les Burdett at 4.30 and at 4.45, a lad whose dream came true last night, uh, Max Michael Annie. Father-son pick for Adelaide in a, in a moment where did Sydney get a bit of... What, what you might call payback for the argy-bargy they had with Jordan Dawson. Well, they were disruptors last night. Were they they? ever? So they've cleaned out all of Adelaide's early... Well, they didn't really have early draft picks, but second-round, third-round draft picks. Adelaide's now left with 69-79. Max Michelani joins Adelaide as a father-son. I've lost count of how many father-sons they've had now because we had James Rowe a couple of years ago. Uh, Ben Jarman and uh, Young Edwards. Edwards. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. But so, there may be four. We spoke to Tony Bamford. Uh, Scotty Welsh's son yeah. might be a possibility. The or does, next he, year or the year does he qualify for North Melbourne as well? Will there be a bit of argy-bargy on that one? Uh, I'd have to do the sums. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I'd have to Google that. Anyway, yeah, Max, 190-centimetre tall defender, 78 kgs. Made his league debut with Norwood in the Sandfield this year. Many consider... He was unlucky not to get a grand final berth in Norwood's premiership side, so he becomes a father-son pick, and the second round of the draft begins tonight. With Adelaide sitting back with 69-79, which you wouldn't imagine they're going to call on those, do they Do they look at their future draft picks? In particular, that second rounder they did with North Melbourne during the trade period and say we're coming back in and look at a boy at West Adelaide. Harry Barnett, he's uh, getting a lot of interest. Um, Brett Turner would be hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> or yeah. do, do you hold on, talking to Tony Bamford and the talent that's coming through next year, do you hold on, you, you take a hit with the big man, there's a number of them, and let them get developed each where, elsewhere and then hope the go-home factor Risky. kicks in? So you go to a club where you then feel at home, you don't come home. Mm. Yeah. Um, we've got a break coming up. We've got a and the other South show. Australian we've got to mention, of course, is Matthias Philippou. He did go, as you were uh, signalling last night, Kim, that he did go to St Kilda at 10. Love to hear from Adrian Dodoro how they worked through number four because they had all sorts of things happening with number four, didn't they? They had people trying to buy it off them. Well, we can quickly go to that. This is Adrian Dodoro on uh, how close it was to trading pick four. Oh, they were pretty intense. We were serious about uh, seeing if there's any um, trades that we would look at. But at the end of the day, we really rated Elijah. Um, we think he's an elite talent. So the, the, the trade needed to be fairly compelling, and it, and it just wasn't um, because we think he's going to be a, a really good player for a long, long time. And, you know, he's 188. It's a beautiful size. He moves really, really well. And he'll just complement our midfield beautifully. And that's uh, Elijah. I hope I pronounced this right. Uh, Tassatis. Uh, and the reason that we play that is, is because, Roach, everyone thought that, uh, and you were saying it for a long time, that Essendon were into Mateus Philippou. They spoke to him for a long, long time, Kim. So they All clearly right. had an interest. Why well, didn't they go for him in the end? Well, this is Adrian again, Adrian Dodoro, the, the human hairdo on missing out on Philippo. Oh, it's a tough one. You know, you do form relationships with all the kids and he's a beautiful young man and he's going to have a great career at St Kilda. But, it, you know, to be honest, we, uh, we, it was a tough call for us and we, we were considering him. All righty, mm. so that answers that one. But Matthias ends up going to St Kilda. I won't take the credit for that. That was a Kautumi and Riley Beveridge who did a, a mountain of work to find out where everyone was going. And the, in terms of the top ten, I think they got nearly all of them right. So Brisbane... Did 
get everything that it wanted. Will Ashcroft is there as a father-son mm. pick. They continued on on that path with Fletcher. Um, yeah, it's been an, an interesting first round. Clearly, like you said, Sydney was a, a massive disruptor. And uh, Andrew, what Adelaide does now. Yeah, Andrew Cadman ended up being the number one pick. We'll hear from him a little bit later. We need to go to a break, Rooch. We're live and interactive. You can have your say on 0427-154-166. We're thanking a lot of people today, and we want to talk to Daniel Thomas. He's an absolute ripper. He's the dealer principal at Monteen. They're all over the state. He's a ripping bloke, even with his new beard. What did you think of it yesterday? I didn't mind it. Yeah, he looks like Santa, doesn't he? Uh, DT's going to join us next because we want to thank him for the support yes. he's given well, he's our been show. Santa for our show now. Yep, and all the Hyundai yep. dealers that are out there. That is uh, coming up next. This is Kimbo and the Roach. We are live from the Mosaic Hotel at 37 Turner Drive, Westlakes. Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 3.19 on a Tuesday afternoon. It's our last show of the year. We're about to go on leave. It's been an enjoyable year and we're on the road. We are live from the Mosaic uh, Hotel Roots. Is it the Mosaic? Oh, hang on. Well, it is the Mosaic. I just know it is the Mosaic. I think it's just the Mosaic. Mosaic, I was trying to get the terminology right. I didn't know if it was tavern or bar. Uh, The Mosaic, it's the old uh, crowbar down here at Footy Park. Yeah, so what was the name after that? They gave I've got no idea, Rich. No that? idea. But it's changed a lot since was we Was it just the tavern then after that, wasn't it? Can't answer that one for well, you, Rich. If anyone remembers, let us know. I can tell you we're here thanks to Balfour's. Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. And the other great supporters of our show for since we started, Rich, four years ago, have been Hyundai. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai, Tucson turbo diesel, all-wheel drive. And one of the gentlemen has been a great supporter of SEN since it opened in yes. South Australia. I bought a car for him. You wouldn't pick him as a car salesman, would you? Oh, what are you trying to say there? He's well, he, a most generous man. A very nice man. That's what I meant, Rich. Oh. Um, he's got the Monteen dealerships. He's the dealer principal, Daniel Thomas, and he joins us now. He has Hello, a great DT. Sense of humour. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Rich. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hi, DT. No, it's an absolute pleasure. We wanted to have you on, DT, because um, on behalf of everyone at SEM, we wanted to thank you for the great support that all the Hyundai dealers have given us over the last few years, and you've been a big part of that. I really appreciate that. What a fantastic company Hyundai is and what a great support. I'll probably just start by saying Hyundai have a program called Hyundai Help for Kids, They've just ticked over $11 million of support. So they are a fantastic wow. company to be involved in. That is amazing. Uh, where, where does that money go and um, how have you raised it? Yeah, so every dealer around the country donates uh, a portion to uh, every time they deliver a car and sell a car and Hyundai match that um, contribution. And then they, they source out really valuable um, and in-need families. Um, all around the country and give great, great support. Some of the stories are just absolutely terrific and um, just makes you really proud to be a Hyundai dealer. Well, we're proud to play a very small part in promoting your product because Hyundai's been very good to us and, and so have you, DT. And we, we hate talking to you without bringing up that one league game you played for West Adelaide. Where did you play it? Was it here at, was it here at Footy Park or was it uh, at Richmond Oval? Gee, we got to that quick. It was three games. Um, one of them was <laughs> oh, on three. TV. And uh, we watch it regularly in our household. The kids are a little bit sick of it, actually. Oh, I, I, I want to see that, DT. Who was that against? 
Well, the reason I had to retire is because they didn't have size 44 shorts anymore. They didn't make them that big. So, um, uh, yeah, and didn't play in a win either, Kimbo. Really? So who was who was the TV game against and where was it? Did you get to play at Footy Park? Uh, I played in a premiership at Footy Park in the reserves. That's how old I am. Um, but in the seniors, the TV game was against North Adelaide. I think there was it was scheduled to be 3,000, but about 8,000 rocked up. So the word must have got out. <laughs> well done. Oh, well oh, I love it, DT. And uh, we, we genuinely appreciate your support. You've been a great supporter of our uh, network. So we just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and thank you and everyone from me, Hyundai, yes. again for the support that you give us. I really appreciate it and really love the uh, Beat the Boys program. That was absolutely brilliant. And uh, I think I'll be taking you on Roach next time. We'll be announcing the winner of that and the $1,000 giveaway, thanks to Hyundai, a little bit later in the show. Just quickly, DT, I suppose there's never a bad time, but is it a good time to be buying a car now? What have you got? Any specials out there? Oh, if you ever wanted to buy a car, today's a great day for it. Um, yep, the Hyundai <laughs> range is uh, extensive. Um, their electric and um, uh, vehicles are their EV vehicles are absolutely terrific, and that Staria load that we stuffed all those footies in during the year. Yep, that's probably uh, the number one car going around at the moment. Uh, it's a Good. beautiful looking Good. vehicle, and that's just another competition. Thanks to Hyundai, so we really do appreciate the support, and we'll be announcing the winner of the thousand dollars worth of free fuel. Thanks to Hyundai, a little later in the show. Have a great Christmas to you and the family, DT, and all your staff. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. I'll see you before Chrissy. Uh, Daniel Thomas, oh, he's yeah. an absolute uh, river. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, uh, they're good. They're good people, and all the dealerships we've yep. been around to all of them. Roach, uh, we can't play favourites, but uh, do love Paul Page out there at Elizabeth. Great family company, and Peter Page started yes. off Peter Page Holden, and yes. uh, Peter was like a uh, second father to my brother-in-law, the Rat. Well, he was very much. Can we use the term Godfather to many at Central District? E- exactly. Absolutely. Been a great mentor yes. to a lot of people. So yeah. all the dealerships. If you're looking for a new car, pop out and see the people at Hyundai. They are a wonderful organisation. Tech yes. driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel All Wheel Drive. You can do it today, and they have stock. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming to you live from the Mosaic down at West Lakes. It's a wonderful atmosphere down here, Rich. Just starting to build. We've got five people here. And Anyway, but they've got the big <laughs> Christmas party coming up for all the Mosaic members. Well, it more than doubles through every break. Oh, we I know. Have. It's good because yeah, they'll get a little bit untidy later, especially when Les Burdett, who will be joining us, he's their guest speaker. Yes, he can throw a party, can't he? He can. He, yes. he, he loves a gargle, uh, Sir Les. Yes. All right, this is Kimbo on the Roach. We're live and interactive. You can send a text on 0427 154 a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.29 on a Tuesday afternoon. We are live from the Mosaic Hotel, 37 Turner Drive, West Lakes. Where is that, you may ask, if you're on the other side of town? Yeah, well, it's the old footy park bar, and it's an absolute ripper. It's a big hotel now, Roach. It is indeed. It's very, very plush, isn't it? Yeah, and the uh, the members here at the Mosaic are having their Christmas drinks, so they're just starting to drift in now. Got a couple of new people. Hello, how are you? Merry Christmas. Yeah, they're all very polite now. Wait till they have a few gargles, right. Roach. Stack attacks are coming through on 0427 154 It's come to me. It has come to me. What's come to you? 
The mountain? used to be the Checkside Tavern, doesn't it? Oh, did that it rings not? a bell. The Checkside Tavern. Did that come to you or did someone tell you that? No, it just eventually popped into my oh, memory. Did it? Yes, oh. I don't know how, but it did. Very good, Roots. Stack of text coming through. The text line is 0427154166. This one says, Afternoon, Kimbo and Roots. Have a good break, and we'll be looking forward to hearing you back on air after a well-deserved break. Thank you. Uh, not so much for you, Roach. Kim works a lot harder. Thank you for that. You've made that up. No, it's there, Roach. <laughs> I'll show you later. Uh, also, pass on my best wishes to KD in Horsham, uh, Steve the Chicken Man in Lilydale, uh, the North supporter, and hope all those affected by the floods are yes. safe. Merry Christmas, and go the pair. Okay, the power, that's from Alan at Alberton. Good on you, Al. We wish you a Merry Christmas too. Now, Roach, we were talking about Scotty Welsh, Welsh, uh, former Crow, his son. Uh, This one says, hello, boys. Tyler Welsh, Scott's son, definitely can only be a father-son for the Crows and in capitals, and the boy can play. That's from the Wimp. Okay. Look hearing, forward to hearing more on that one. Hearing good things there. Yeah. Um, here's another. I haven't pre-read this one. This is from Chris. Afternoon, guys, and congratulations on a great year. I think Sydney inadvertently did the Crows a favour last night with Michael Annie going in the first round for a bunch of late picks. It means the Crows can now trade its 2023 first round pick if it wants to. Without it, they were locked into going to the draft with it under AFL rules. That's from Chris O. We'll see what happens tonight. Port Adelaide will have pick 36 to start its draft story of 2022. It also has 53 and 65. Now, if I was to say to you, Kim, what is the most pressing need on Port Adelaide's list right now, your answer would be? Uh, Tall defender. Right. Now... Of course, the draft is usually about 18-year-olds, and you would say putting an 18-year-old, you'd have to be an extraordinary tall defender to get straight into the cycle, although Ollie Wines got into the midfield straight away when he was drafted as a first-rounder, of course. A lot of talk about Ethan Phillips, a 23-year-old, a mature age draftee he would be. Plays at Port Melbourne, 196-centimetre defender who's had some pretty good scouting notes on him this year. Will he be... Port Adelaide's first pick of the 2022 Well, you're obviously hearing something or you wouldn't have brought it up, Bruce. Well, just stay tuned on that one. Uh, we are late by three minutes for the 3.30 news, so we're going to get into that now. Mm. The Ultimate Football Membership, your ticket to every AFL Premiership season game at Adelaide Oval. Have a look at that. Get on the web- website, ultimatefootballmembership.com.au. We'll tell you about that a little bit later. We're here thanks to Hyundai and Balfour's at the Mosaic Hotel. We'll be crossing to Perth after the 3.30 news to have a chat with global cricket guru Bharat Sundarasan. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimbo on the Roots with you. Thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. We absolutely love them. And Hyundai, the car of the future. We're about to cross to Perth for Bharat Sundaras. And before we do that, Roots, here's a lovely text. Seems it's our last day. Thank you, Kimbo and Roach, for providing a great and balanced, particularly for football in this state, afternoon sports show. We look forward to hearing you again next season. That's from Damien. Thank you, Damo. Merry Christmas to you. Now, before we go to Barat, because I know he's listening, this was interesting. Um, 
Mitch Stark had this to say about which oval and cricket ground is the best in Australia. Yeah, certainly Adelaide. I think that's probably the best place to play cricket in the country. Um, has been for a long time. Obviously, the pink ball yeah, it creates a different atmosphere and a different feel. Um, I think it's probably the best wicket in the country. Uh, Optus is, is probably a close second as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're two very good cricket wickets. Um, I think we've seen some very good contests there between bat and ball um, over, I guess, it's been a little while, obviously, for yeah. Perth, but um, Adelaide's always a fantastic test and always, I think always is a good, a good competitive fixture between bat and ball, which I think is, is all you ask for in test cricket. Now, Bharat Sundarasan, he's a global kick cricket guru. He's part of the SEN Summer of Cricket. He's been to every cricket stadium around the world. He joins us from Perth now. Good afternoon, Bharat. Uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, yeah, I'm totally with... Uh, Mitchell Stark there. Uh, not only is the Adelaide Oval the best ground in the world, when they do inevitably make that movie about uh, me moving to Adelaide, it'll start with the first scene <laughs> will be me on, on the flight, just looking at the Adelaide Oval as the flight's about to land. That's where it starts. <laughs> oh, you're, you're doing stand-up now. You're getting ahead of yourself, Barat. Uh, yeah, what, would, what would be the next best around the world? Because you've been everywhere. You've seen nearly every cricket stadium. What, what would be the next best stadium? Uh, look, uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, like, a lot of grounds in England have a lot of character. And I don't mean Lords. I think uh, I'm not, funnily enough, a big fan of Lords. I prefer a ground like Edgebaston or Trentbridge, to be honest. Uh, but wow. um, I was in Christchurch a couple of years ago. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Hagley Oval is beautiful. Like, you know, it's, it's got a lovely feel to it, lovely character. So too the Basin Reserve. So uh, my number two would be, uh, I think, the Basin Reserve in Wellington. Really? Any in the West Indies? Uh, no, but the Kensington Oval the, and in Barbados it has great history and it's got the best yeah. press box. Yeah. I mean, you can see, you can sit there and you're right over the bowler's arm. And I remember uh, you're literally so close to the action that uh, I once was covering a game in Barbados and having eating something. And one of the Indian fast bowlers turned around in his run-up and kind of like signaled to me asking me what I was eating. That's how close you are, <laughs> like, you know, wow. to the ground <laughs> in Barbados, yeah. And Lords doesn't capture you? Uh, look, I think it's more a dress code thing. As you guys know, okay. I don't like to really... Uh... Yeah, well, we get you now. <laughs> uh, though though yes. I have to say, it's not that they have converted me. Like, I still managed to sneak in. I, I uh, sweet-talk my way in wearing whatever I wear, which is... Uh, quite a shock to the system for a lot of people at Lords. <laughs> As I said, you certainly livened up the ABC the other day when you're on their uh, Sunday show <laughs> with your happy pants. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, you're at one of the newest stadiums in the world tomorrow, Perth Stadium at 12.50 tomorrow. Australia takes on the West Indies. Firstly, your thoughts on Perth Stadium? Uh, I, I, I've covered the two test matches that uh, the stadium has hosted, and I still refer to it as a as a footy stadium that hosts cricket. Uh, you know, it's got okay. a very uh, yeah. Yeah. stadium feel to it. Uh, you know, I was at the WACA the last two days watching the teams train, and I still have, uh, you know, like a soft corner for, for the WACA or grounds with character. I mean, why is the Adelaide Oval the best? Because it gives you the stadium feel, but it's also got that very oval, old-school feel, and it's got so much character, mm. uh, which... I think maybe the Optus Stadium will grow into, you know, creating its own legacy, I guess, in some ways. But, yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate that COVID took away two years of test cricket away from here. Well, the summer of cricket revs up tomorrow when we take on the West Indies. You've been watching the boys train. What did you think of the team that's been selected? 
anyone unlucky? Uh, I mean, look, you have to say Scott Boland's slightly unlucky, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. the last time he played, uh, he couldn't stop taking wickets and he hasn't played a test match since Hobart, uh, which means that his average is still under 10, uh, which is not <laughs> a bad, you know, bad record to have, even if he doesn't get to play. Uh, but, I mean, Josh Hazelwood uh, has played what, two test matches in the last 12 months. Who would have thought that would ever happen? So, uh, it's good to see him back. Uh, you know, he's been bowling really well across all formats. Uh, so Australia have just gone in with you know the the more traditional bowling attack, which uh, has been so settled for so long now. And are you comfortable with the batting order? Uh, yeah, I think the batting order over the last twelve or eighteen months has sort of settled in with Cam Green having found his feet. Uh, Travis yep. said, I thought left a few runs behind in Pakistan. Uh, and maybe in Sri Lanka as well. But, uh, you know, he's coming off that incredible Ashes summer last year. So it's only fair they start with him. And he's in such uh, red-hot form at the bat, just the runs he made in the one-day format. Uh, will hold him in good stead. And he's spent more time in the net than I've actually seen Travis Head do in the lead-up okay. to test matches. So he's really focused on, uh, you know, really once, once more cementing his place at number five. Okay, we once dreaded the West Indies as an opponent, particularly even in Australia, and they had the most fearful strike attack ever known. What do you make of the West Indies today? Uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up as a massive, massive West Indian fan. Funnily enough, like, I started watching cricket in 91, 92 when they had, the decline had sort of started. Uh, but, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's a pity that, like, uh, you know, we've had to wait seven years in Australia for a West Indian team to come, and uh, in a way, it's it's good. The the like you know the quirkiness of uh, cricket scheduling means that they'll be back here next year as well to maybe play three tests. So it kind of could mm. set up a nice rivalry again. Uh, and think about it, right? Pat Cummins spoke about having never played Test cricket against West Indies. A lot of guys in this Australian team have not faced the West Indian side in Test cricket, which is shocking to the system. Uh, but they have an interesting team. Uh, some young fast bowlers. Hema Roach is still around. Um, and uh, a very dogged batting lineup, very different to the West Indians that you guys grew up on in the 70s and 80s. Uh, not yeah. too much flair in the batting, but I think the bowling will will turn a few heads. I have a feeling over the next couple of weeks. Okay. Barat, you attended the Pat Cummings press conference a little early today, not long ago. Um, how did that go? And did Justin Langer get a mention? <laughs> I mean, it, I think everybody was just trying to kind of. Uh, it was almost one of those things. You know, you give the first session to the bowler and then you get runs towards the end. I think that's how the press conference played out. Uh, every, all the, the journalists took their time, but eventually Justin Langer did feature heavily. But look, I think Pat Cummins, as he has throughout this saga, just played played it perfectly. You know, he was the bigger person. He said, look, uh, Justin said what he had to say. He said there are no cowards in this Australian team or uh, there have never been any Australian cowards in any Australian team. Uh, and he also kind of said that, look, I'm not someone who discloses uh, what gets said in private discussions. But he also then said, look, it's fair. I'm glad. Thank you, Justin, for coming out and clearing the air about the cover's word being used. So I thought he played it really well. And uh, I mean, I think his message was, can we please focus on the cricket? There are so many positive things happening in Australian cricket. And, and I'm with him as well. I mean, I know it was understandably like, you know, it blew up in the last few days. Uh, but the test summers here, yeah, it's starting tomorrow. I think maybe we should all just focus on what's going to happen on the field. But, but on that point, Barat, we know that there was some disappointment with the crowds in Western Australia during the World Cup and the notion was that 
the Australian team was on the nose among the West Australians because of the Justin Langer mm-hmm. factor. Is that showing up in ticket sales for the Test match? Uh, yeah, I mean, from what we've heard, um, we don't have any official numbers yet, but the ticket sales are pretty low, uh, is is what everyone's reporting. Uh, and again, like I said, it's it's maybe the Justin Langer factor has something to play with it, but yeah. uh, we didn't see massive crowds when New Zealand played here before the pandemic, 2019 either. Uh, the Indian test right. saw a decent crowd because India was around. So I don't think that has a big role to play in it. I just feel because it's the first test of the summer and test cricket hasn't come to these parts for so long, I still think there'll be enough people uh, showing up. Uh, look, and it's unfortunate that West Indies don't have many fans anymore. Right? Back in the day, even neutrals would support them. So exactly, I think that yes. plays into it as well. Okay. Barat, uh, are we going to see a five-day test? Who's going to win? Give us your prediction. Uh, look, I think if Australia bat first, then I think we do. We should see like a game which should go to at least day four. I mean, Australia should uh, hands down win both Test matches rather comfortably. But all I will say is you shouldn't underestimate the West Indian team. It's not as I mean, five six years ago when they came, they were very very poor. But I think they will stand up and be counted a little more. And and that's me speaking of half with hope and half with some confidence. Uh, so I think it'll be a good series. It'll be a good, uh, solid test series. You yeah. are an absolute gentleman. Barat, we thank you for everything you've done for us right throughout the year. We look forward to your coverage on SEN right throughout the summer. Uh, enjoy the test. We're going on holidays, so thank you again for all your support <laughs> throughout the year. Uh, anytime, guys. No worries at all, and enjoy your holiday. Yeah, we've made you a rock star, the Dave Grohl lookalike. <laughs> Good on you, Barat. He's an absolute ripper. <laughs> well, his wardrobe's doing it for him anyway. That, that was interesting, not allowed in at Lords, because no, he wears all the happy not pants. Surprised. Hey, Roots, we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to announce the winner of the competition we've been running the last month, which is Beat the Boys. Ooh. Fairly simple concept. Uh, people could ring through. They take on you or me for best of three questions. Where's the barrel? Where is the barrel? They, it was done. It was done oh. with the site. We had to have scrutineers there. Right. Because it's $1,000 worth of Indeed. free fuel. Right. So We'll announce the winner after this break and we'll get the winner on the phone and give them the good news that they've got $1,000 worth of free fuel, all thanks to Hyundai. Now, we are live from the Mosaic Hotel. The crowd is building, Rooch. It's very quiet. It's a little bit eerie. Could you make a bit of noise so we sound like we're out? Yay, beautiful. We don't care how loud you get. Uh, We're going to be self-indulgent. Here's a nice text that's come through, Roochie. Rooch, Rooch. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Happy last day of the year. After searching for many years, it's outstanding to have a show that actually gives genuine airtime to Port Adelaide as well as the Crows. Uh, Enjoy a well-deserved break. That's Benny from Marden. We always say, have opinions, not agendas, Roach. Righty-o. It took you 30 years to come to grips with that. We're coming to a break now. This is Kimbo. a bit slower than you, Kim. Yeah, bloody hell. I've always been balanced, Roach. Oh, always. You just made me swear then. It's 3.49. (laughs) Don't get narky on the last day. Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 
3.54 on a Tuesday afternoon. Kimba on the Rich with you, the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. We appreciate the support they've given us, Rich, since uh, our first show four Indeed. years ago. We're on the road today. We're live from the Mosaic Hotel. Now, that's down at West Lakes. It's where the old crowbar used to be. It's a lot bigger now, though. Yes, at the back of what used to be the member stand at Football Park. It has been truly refurbished. It's sensational. We're in the sports bar, and uh, talking of members, it's the Mosaic members' Christmas drinks tonight. So there's quite a crowd starting to build. If we could have a little bit of noise again. There you are. Tell you what, uh, they're they're carrying on like church mouses at the moment. We want you to get rowdy. All right, we've got some good news coming up, Roach. Before we get to that, though, a text are coming through thick and fast on 0427-154-166. This one says, hi, Kimba and Roots, just doing my World Cup multi for tonight. And I want to ask the Roots, the guru, what he thinks the result will be for Ecuador v Senegal. And that's cheers, boys, from Ron Naldo. Yeah, yeah, I got yes, that one. Did you get I that? I got that. I got it. Well, Ecuador. We'll try laughing, Roach. Yes, Ecuador. Yeah, I'd go with Ecuador, 2-0. 2-0. Yep. There we go, Ronnie. I hope that's good. Talking of good, we've been running a competition called Beat the Boys. Providing the opportunity for someone to win $1,000 worth of free fuel. All they had to do is take on you or me in the best of three questions. Uh, it was drawn a little earlier today by the sales team. They had to have scrutineers there. And I'm pleased to announce we have him on the line. The winner is John from Littlehampton. Well done, John. Thank you. Oh, you're getting a round of applause here at the Mosaic, Johnny. And uh, take us... Just remind us, John. <laughs> now, you, well, you I, took me on, didn't you, when I was tired and emotional? Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> when I was on hold, Kim, and you said you're a bit rusty, I thought, here's my chance. I'll take you on. <laughs> I'd had can, my nephew's buck show on that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Can I let you in on a little secret as well? I'm a bit of a, if my wife would vouch for this, I'm, when it comes to sport, I'm a bit of a rain man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you were very quick on the draw that night. So congratulations, Johnny. Fuel is not Thank cheap you. at the moment. No. You've got $1,000 no. thanks to Hyundai. Uh, how are you going to use it? Um, yeah, very wisely. I'm going to do what I do now is always fill up when it's at the bottom of the cycle, when it's really cheap, even if I've got three quarters of a tank. And, yeah, we're going to Broken Hill in the new year, so be able to use fuel to go there to and from. So, yeah. Well, there you Happy go. Days. I'm copping a bit of grief here because I said, how are you going to use it? Someone yelled out, well, he's not going to drink it, you idiot. Uh, but I knew you had <laughs> oh, a trip I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Broken Hill in the new year. Well, well done. Well, well done, John. Johnny, congratulations. The sales team will be in touch with you. They'll get you that voucher, and uh, we appreciate you listening right throughout the year. Yep. Thanks, Thanks, Desi. And well done, John. And um, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank yeah, you. thanks very much, Johnny. Good. Oh, man. speaking of our devoted listeners, Kim. Yes, what's happened? Well, you remember Paulie, who has Tim loaded Tim. up our biscuit barrel all year long. Yeah, Thank I you noticed you took all of those home too. Uh, he's had a tough year with his new car being smashed. Yeah, it gets worse. His wife, recovering from an operation, cops mm. COVID. A double barrel here. Really? I tell you what, Paul, just buy a. Cross lotto ticket. The luck has to turn. Must turn. 
Yeah. Uh, Paulie, we love you. Have a great Christmas. We appreciate all your loyalty and support Indeed. as well. Someone's having a crack at me. Hey, Kimbo, have you ever interviewed a guest who isn't an absolute ripper? Well, it's <laughs> just trying to generate a little bit of enthusiasm. Get stuffed. Um, <laughs> oh, Kim. Uh, Barat talking to the rat. Uh, Rucci, I've got no idea what that one means. Uh, hi, Kimbo and Rooch. I endorse Dar- Damien's comments. Have really enjoyed and appreciated the connection to SA Sport and my teams through your show uh, during the year. Uh, I hope you have a very enjoyable break and festive season. That's Mark in Perth. Uh, Mark, a Crow supporter, North Adelaide supporter. We appreciate uh, you listening as well. Couple of more before we go to the four o'clock news, Rooch. Yes. Uh, hi, boys. Wishing you well for the break. Not sure what I'm going to listen to on my drive home each night for the next few months. Well, there'll be a fair bit of cricket. Thanks for the year. And hello to our Alan at Alberton. That's oh, KD from Horsham. Okay. Good on you. And a big cheer out everyone around the country, Rooch, because everyone can hear us on the app. We've yes. got uh, Tony, the Gold Coast Crow. We've got Simon in Noosa. Um, oh, in Canberra. Um, oh, Peter, isn't it? Is it Peter Canberra? It must be, yes. Oh, I had a brain fade. And yep. then I've just lost the text machine. Yeah, it's gone. disappeared on us. There might be time. We've got the news coming up. Rooch, on the other side of the break, we're going to have a chat to uh, Nat Hurst, coach of Adelaide Lightning. And after a long break, she'll certainly be refreshed. All right, that is coming up very shortly. I thought you were going to say more than that, Rooch, to get us to the 4 o'clock news, but you're not. What we will do... Uh, well, just... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one bit of news I did want to give you. We spoke all year about the dramas at North Melbourne. And we never thought Ben Amafio would make it through the year as chief executive. And ah, he did yes. indeed fall on his sword in the end, or he was pushed, whichever way you want to put it. So North Melbourne has appointed Jennifer Watt as its new chief executive. She joined the Melbourne Football Club in 2003 and has built an enormous resume and CV, working first from the media department and finishing in the marketing department at Melbourne. So she'll have work through the experiences that turned Melbourne from a difficult football club into a premiership club and now joins North Melbourne at a time when Alistair Clarkson's about to start his regeneration uh, of the uh, Kangaroos. This is great to see. A lot of women in senior positions yes. throughout the AFL now. And you know why women are good in senior positions? Because they're fiscally responsible. Are they? And they, win, proven... and they, and they win every argument. I'm not sure about that, but oh, really? there are many, many studies that have proven if you have women in charge of football or sporting clubs, they are fiscally responsible. Well, I think it applies to uh, many forms of life. Apparently Rich. so. All righty, four o'clock news coming up. Then we'll have Nat Hur. So we are live from the Mosaic. And if you want to get a membership, jump onto Adelaide Oval's Ultimate Football Memberships. They're on sale now. Don't miss it. Kimbo on the reach with you on a Tuesday afternoon. This is the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. We've loved their supporter game this year, Roots. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. It's our very last show of the year, and it'll be just wrong not to chat to our next guest because we've fallen in love with her. She's doing a wonderful job. Needs to improve. We'll be back, Roots, for the No, well, we'll be back for the final four games of the year. And if they're not in the playoffs. I don't know what we'll do. Nat Hurst joins us now, Adelaide Lightning coach. Natty, thank you for jumping on the phone. Oh, I better make the most of it while I can, I guess. Just oh, no. And aren't you, aren't you glad Kim Dillon's not on the Adelaide Lightning board? Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's six bloody place, all right? We want you to lift. <laughs> uh, you got the, uh, you've got the capitals. Firstly, where have we got you? It's a bit windy there. What, what are you doing? I am actually at the gym, trying to look after myself a little bit as well. Oh, well, what type of gym work are you doing? 
Um, just having a bit of a lift. So check first, make sure none of the girls are here so they didn't see me lifting, you know, two kilo dumbbells. Um, and yeah, just... <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Natty. What, I get out I had some time. What are you benching? What am I... Oh, look, embarrassing, I'm not going to say. It's, I used to be pretty good at this stuff. Um, now it's just, yeah, a bit more fun. And uh, just to make sure I look at least fittish enough so I'm around a, a whole sporting team that I don't, you know, look too far out of it. So... Uh, <laughs> Try to keep myself a little bit half fit at least. You know, you're in very good nick, and let's hope the team is tomorrow <laughs> night when you have another home game. You take on the Canberra Capitals, who are struggling a little bit, yet to have a win, actually. A big opportunity for you. Yeah, yeah, massive. Um, you know, they've had a, had a rough week with one of their imports, um, kind of walking out on them as well. So rough week for them, but, you know, these things can make things rally. Um, we, we can't come in expecting it to, to be an easy game. Um, I think any team can still be any team on any night. So, you know, we're looking forward to this one, especially after beating Sydney at home last time. And we're just, yeah, we're ready to get out there tomorrow night and, uh, yeah, give it a good crack. Last time, that was November 19. That's now 11 days on the calendar. Mm. Momentum was building. What's it done in those 11 days? How have you kept the group eager to play this game against Canberra? Well, nice coach gave him a few days off, which always keeps them, uh, keeps them ready to go. Um, but they've had a big couple of days um, on the court this week, um, in the gym, back in the gym, a little bit of fitness work. We're still, we're still kind of pumping away at the fitness stuff with, the, with these guys. So uh, they've had a big week. Um, I think that they've had enough training. So they keep telling me they're just ready to get back out on the court. They know that they were building momentum um, from last game. So they're, they're, they want to keep building from that. They're just really excited to get back out there tomorrow night in front of our home crowd. I know it's only four games played so far, but do you do a bit of a review when you get such an 11-day break? Is it a good time to sort of do, a, as Kim would say, a health check on where you're at? Um, yeah, health check. But we, you know, we kind of do that after every game. Um, the girls hate it, but we do review good stuff and we call it room for improvement stuff after every game. Um, as far as the team, team-wise, we still feel pretty good where we're at. Um, our record doesn't, doesn't really show how we feel about our team, so, which is a good thing. We're, we're super confident. We just want to get you know, back in and, and playing regular games again and, and you know, see where we're at and, you know, by the middle of the season. Mm. Natty, we might get you to jump on the top of a car there somewhere in the car park because uh, you're just dropping out a little bit again. Uh, oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Mm. Not your fault. No. Bloody, uh, who you, well, we won't say which, uh, who you're with. <laughs> we, we can't talk to <laughs> no, They could be a sponsor. <laughs> um, talking of health, though, Steffi Talbot wasn't 100% at her last game. How's she now? Yeah, Steph has pulled up well. Um, she's taken a few days off. Um, she, we, you know, we've been pretty smart with her in and out of practice uh, this week. So she's ready and raring to go, as she always is. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get a few more minutes out of her than we did last time. All righty. Well, we know you're busy at the moment. Uh, this is our last show. We want to pump up as many supporters and get them out there tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Sell it for us. Well, your best show in town at the moment, right? Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, uh, we had um, amazing support last game. Um, I know it's tough to get out there on a Wednesday night, you know, especially at 6 o'clock with the family, but it is a good night out. Um, they put on a great show at the arena, and, uh, yeah, we just hope to, hopefully we can get that great support that we had last game. Well, we wish you all the very best. If you follow that up against uh, Southside at home on Saturday, December 3rd, so that's uh, this Saturday. We wish you all the very best, Nat, and we appreciate the time you've given us this year. We'll be back uh, just before your fourth last game on uh, the 16th of February when you take on Perth. So hopefully your top four by then. 
Oh, if not, I'm sure you, there'll be no phone call from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we no, we'll be ringing you, Nat. Don't no, worry we'll, about that. We'll, we'll be ringing you. Reach, we're all over the Adelaide mm. Striker Girls at the mm. moment. <laughs> you guys enjoy your break. Thank you. Thanks, Nat. All the best tomorrow night. Thank you. See ya. Oh, there we go. Uh, she is an absolute ripper, and uh, I reckon they will be in finals contention when we get back, Rooch. It's an interesting fixture for them, isn't it? They get these three games at home, Sydney, Canberra, Southside, then it's home away, home away, home away. Then they get a solid block of three games again in the new year, so it could be a good chance for them to lock themselves in the yeah, top Yeah, Townsville, four Sydney, Bendigo, yeah. they've got three in a row, and their their last game of the year is at home. We, we're forecasting out till March the 2nd, mm. but that is uh, against Perth. Yep. Look forward Perth. to seeing where they are when we get back in February. Yeah, that could be a crucial game because Perth, middle of the road, sitting in fifth place at the moment. Mm. All right, we are live and interactive. You can have your say on 0427 154 down here at the Mosaic Rooch. It's beautiful. If anyone wants to come down, say g'day, have a bevy, buy the Rooch one. He won't buy one. <laughs> Thanks, Kim. in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. 4.14 on a Tuesday afternoon, our last show for the year. We are live from the Mosaic Hotel. They've got their uh, members' Christmas drinks on. Good afternoon, everyone. Hey, just checking if they're listening, Rooch. Well done. All right, all waiting for Santa to arrive a little bit later. Les Burdett will join us live as well. Looking yes. forward to having a chat to the world's greatest curator and a very excited young man, Max Michelani, who got picked up by the Adelaide Crows last night. As a father-son pick at number 17 after Sydney put in a bid and cleared out the draft picks at Adelaide, they're left with 69-79. So we're waiting to see if they trade their way back in. Yeah, we've we'll got their futures. Will someone want to get into... Bigger draft picks for next year. I have no inside running here whatsoever. I just get the feeling they may sit tight. Okay. Unless they have a play for Harry Barnett, the West Adelaide Ruckman come forward. Uh, And, of course, Roach, my first captain at the West Torrens Footy Club, his grandson was picked up and went at pick 10. Ah, Matthias Filippo from... The Eagles to the Saints at pick 10. So the grandfather was... Oh, I can't get the family order right. Really? What is the family? You know, it, I, the, fa- the family ties do it for me. You know them better than I well, do. Well, because I was a Torrens man. Yeah. But Peter Filippo, who Peter, played over yes. 250 games, played to his nearly 40. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, so he was captain at West Torrens when I first went there. He was one of the great competitors. So his son, Sam, who right. played for Footscray yep. and Woodville West Torrens. Yep. All right, and this is his son. So And Peter had... I'm trying to work out all the Filippos who played for Wood, for West Torrance. Well, it was Pete. Who else was there? Oh, there was another one. Another was son. there a Mark? There was another son yep. as well, yep. whose name escapes me. Yep. Uh, if you want to have your say, you might be able to help us out mm-hmm. with that. Uh, jump on the talkback line, thanks yep. to Real Lawn. Fanatics, they use Lawn Hub Fertiliser. And we speak a bit of fertiliser from time to time, Rooch. Uh, texts are coming through thick and fast. This one's for you, Rooch. Uh, or both of us. Hope you both have a great break. Enjoy Italy, Rooch. Thank you. And come back safely. When are you back on air? We will resume on February the 13th, a Monday, after all the cricket has been put away. Be interesting how the summer of cricket plays out, what sort of fallout there is or isn't. So we'll be back on February the 13th. Put that on your calendars. 
Monday, 13 February. And how long are you going to Italy for? I'm going to take a month away, Kim. Only a month? Only a month. Okay, if you want to rob his house, that'll be the opportune time. Uh, Another text. responsible, Kim. (laughs) Another text here. (laughs) Uh, This comes from Kangaroo Steve. Yes. Now, we've got a beautiful, loving relationship now. It was a little frosty. No, you're you're the one who had the issue. I know Steve from a long way back. I don't think I had a problem with him. Rooch, we were talking about the possibility of the Kangaroos going to Tasmania, and he launched to both of us. Yes, wow. We're only There's a report- bit still to play there, isn't there? Uh, Tasmania. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil his Christmas. Have a great Christmas, men. Love your banter. Look forward to it again next year. Thank you, Kangaroo Steve. Uh, here's one from Mario. Mario, we appreciate all your texts. How many people will be asking Rucci for an autograph? Not one, Mario, so far. I can update you there. Well, one young man who will be getting a lot of autograph requests is when you're the number one draft pick. You do carry a fair bit of expectation. Saw him interviewed. Uh, yep. A lovely young man. Uh, the first number one draft pick since John O'Patton, I think. For the Giants. For the Giants. Yep. Uh, this is what Aaron Cadman had to say after being selected at the AFL's number one pick. It's huge. No, yeah, as I said before, never in a million years I would have thought I'd be in this position as a number one pick. You dream about it, but for it to become a reality, it's really, really special. Uh, that music was, uh, they were on the clock for the next draft pick to be oh, announced. Okay. Yeah, right. that's what yep. <laughs> I yep. saw your eyes light I up. Thought, uh, we got another computer failure. Uh, let's hear from Aaron again in terms of what it was like to receive his jumper from Toby Green. Mm. Toby, I can't wait to work with him. I can't wait to learn so much off him. So it's really special to have him come up to the um, stage and give me my jumper. And um, hopefully we can build a really good relationship for years to come. Well, he will, because I can tell you he'll be moving in with Toby for about the first two to four weeks, and he has never, ever been to Sydney before. Okay. To go back to Matthias Philippou. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Philippo. Whichever. Um, midfields, which one would have been waiting for him earliest? The one at Essendon or at St Kilda? Where was the pathway to getting his AFL start? Because we remember Tony Bamford making the point yesterday that a young man who's in a hurry mm. to play AFL footy. Clearly, someone's going to have to put the brakes on him to say, well, you've got to learn the craft first before you earn your AFL debut. Where, where is... Well, is it St Kilda now? Oh, I think where would have it been the smoother path into a midfield for him? Uh, Long term or in terms of just getting his first game? Getting his first game. No, I think it's St Kilda. I think there's room for him along with Jack Steele. And we know Hanbury hasn't been playing for a long time. They've had so many injuries and different players running through their midfield. I think there'll be a big opportunity there whereas um, there's more midfielders at Essendon. Uh, another text before we go to a break. Roach, afternoon boys, wishing you both a fantastic break and a wonderful Christmas. You've been on for four years and I reckon I've heard nearly every show. Ooh, oh, well fair dinkum. Who's this? Lindsay. Uh, thank you for your balance, your knowledge, your humour and above all, your capacity to listen to our voices. Uh, every bit as well as you use your own. Oh, thank you, Lindsay. That's uh, very kind. Speaking of family dynasties, when we were doing Peter Philippou, the one that was... Haunting me in the back of my mind trying to remember the way. How many Pavliches were there at West Torrance? Well, there was Steve, the bull. Yeah. And then there was uh, Mark. Yeah. Which was his brother. Yeah. And then uh, who else was there? Trying to think. 
which leads all the way to Matthew at Fremantle. Yeah, so no, yeah. That, that was all at okay. West Torrens. I was trying to think. It was, I thought there might have been three brothers who played. Oh, uh, that was the Rendells then, isn't it? Yeah, that was... Uh, oh, that dynasties was dynasties at West Torrens, aren't there? Was there? Matt, there was Matt, there was Tim, and there yeah. was Stevie Rendell. Yeah. Uh, Stevie played more as a fullback. Yeah. Tim had knee operations, took the money from a VFL club. <laughs> Good luck to <laughs> and you. And Matt had, the, obviously, the most successful career. Right. Uh, and just talking about Sam Philippou, a text has come through here saying, don't forget, Sam also played for Port Adelaide. Yep, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. So he finished his career there. Yeah, happened. Um, here we go. No Kane and Hazy. How long before Kimbo and the Roots do breakfast? Oh, no. Big announcement coming in January. Yeah, yeah. in January. I think everyone will be happy. Yeah. Um, no, I've done 10 years of breakfast. You can... Um, I'll Forget say, that idea? Yeah, I yeah, think right, so. Right. Uh, oh, Roach, you, know, you never say never. No. You never say no. never. But uh, it would have to start with a one. Million. <laughs> <laughs> 420 <laughs> starts. <laughs> uh, hey, There's lads. a price to everything, isn't there? Oh, now, the Gold Coast Crow says, Hey, lads, hoping you work out how to send prizes to the Gold Coast next year. Ha, ha, ha. Have a great break. Uh, Tony was in the running for the $1,000 worth of free fuel. Oh, okay. Uh, Tony, yes. it was all legitimate. Sales department yep. did it. There were scrutineers there. I was hoping you'd win it because um, he's Port Vincent, born and bred, Tony. Would have paid his way back home. All right. Yeah. Uh, don't ask Rucci any questions where he has to think. Well, that's from Chopsy from Cheltenham. Oh, dear. Uh, that's said with love, Rucci. I'm sure it is. All right. You got a message for Chops? Happy Christmas and or a Happy even, New Year as well. Even a Merry Christmas, maybe. Hey, this is Kimbo on the Roach. Don't forget the Hyundai Tucson he's Turbo enough. Diesel <laughs> is in stock now. Uh, we'll take a break, Roach, and then you've got to come back with the Kennards Hire Easy Performer of the Month. Right. I All think right. you'll be pleased with this one. Really? Don't think for me. Right. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. 4.27 on a Tuesday afternoon. We're live from the Mosaic Hotel. Quite a good crowd building at the moment as well, Roach. They've got their uh, members... Big cr- night. Yeah, members Chrissy drinks coming up and the place is starting to fill up. After the 4.30 news, we're going to have a chat to the greatest bloke in the world, not a bad curator as well, Les <laughs> Burdett. He's an absolute ripper. He made the words tickety-boo famous. How did he do that? Uh, we used to get him on the Brecky Show with Kim Alley and Dezelde, and we'd yeah. ask him about the pitch, and he'd say, it's tickety-boo, team. Tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. Oh, okay. Hey, that reminds me of watching Notting Hill with Hugh Grant when he was trying to climb the fence, and he says, oops-a-daisy, every time he slipped. Uh, right. Tickety-boo. Yeah, who says oops-a-daisy and tickety-boo in the uh, 2000s? Exactly rich? right. Hey, some really nice text coming through. We greatly appreciate it. We're used to everyone taking the P155 out of us, so it's weird to get nice texts. Um, this one says, for the fourth year in a row, I just want to thank you boys and the wider team for everything you do and the platform you provide. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2023. Thank That's you. from Louis at Largs Bay. Ah, Louis. We've got some memories of Louis. Oh, haven't we? We, we met him down at the uh, Semaphore, Semaphore yeah. Hotel, and uh, we yeah, put on a, was night. a big night, was it? Port taking on North, North Melbourne. Melbourne. Port done were in 10 red minutes. hot favourites. Oh. It was done in 10 minutes. Ben Brown kicked 10 goals. That's right. It was staggering. That was the end of Port season. It was absolutely shocking night. Yeah. Roach, I don't get you to do much work, all right? Right. Yes. But 
I need you to give us the Kennards Hire Easy Performer of the Month. Kennards Hire, pledge to make any job easy. Who has made it look easy over the last month? Well, the man who certainly lit up the one-day internationals between Australia and England, even though many were not watching, was Steve Smith, who I like was... It. I like it. ..who was reportedly, on the lip-reading of the commentators who were covering the series, to have said... I'm, I'm back, back, baby. baby. <laughs> 195 runs off 207 balls in three innings. And he feels he's in perfect nick for this test series against the West Indies. So he is your Ken Artai Easy Performer of the Month. Changed his batting style. Yep. Uh, trains harder than anyone, I think Loaded. it's fair to say. Yes. And they uh, got a little bit of a hip injury, actually, at the moment, from all the extra training he's been doing. But Ken his eye is in. Yeah, Kennard's Hire makes your job easy. Talk to someone who has taken the Ken Oath today. Just a reminder, we're down here at the Mosaic Hotel. Uh, they're doing a membership run, the uh, Sandful. You can purchase the Ultimate Football Membership. It's on sale now. Get onto their website, ultimatefootballmembership.com.au. There's a lot of advantages from buying this membership. Indeed. Not only do you get access to all the AFL and Sandful games at Adelaide Oval and you get a seat in the Western Stand if you're going to travel and that's certainly on the agenda more and more now that all the pandemic issues are falling away. You want to get into the MCG or the Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, you've got full reciprocal rights to do so. So it is a great membership to have and there's also outside offers including deals here at the Mosaic Hotel at West Lakes. You can get involved with Serafino Wine. Steve mm. will look after you there. And also the Oval Hotel on the eastern side of Adelaide Oval. So there are many, many benefits from being an ultimate member of the Sanford and Adelaide Oval. So if you're interested in that, jump onto their website, ultimatefootballmembership.com.au. We're a fraction late for the 4.30 news. Another nice text coming through, Roach, from one of the regulars, Lockie. He's been with us from day one. He's a Mad Crows supporter. He said, Arvo, fellas, thanks for another great year and all the best for the holidays. Have a good break and can't wait for next year. Thank you. Lockie, send us another text. What do you think Adelaide will do tonight? Yeah, he usually has a fair eye for that sort of stuff. Will they... Sit trade tight. their way back into the second or third round, or will they just say enough's enough? We've taken Isaac Rankin through the trade period. We've now got Max Michelini as a father-son, and we're done. We're ready to go with our list. Yeah, send us another text, Lockie. We'd love your views. We're going to go into the news. Uh, don't forget the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. After the news, the world's greatest curator, Les Burdett. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. on a Tuesday afternoon. It's our last show of the year. We're in the home straight, and we're here thanks to Hyundai. The Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now, and our great friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's. Gee, I'm running out of words, Roach. Haven't had a drink either, Balfour's. Oh, I know, man, who can help you. (laughs) I know the man who can help you for that. I tell you what, they go hand in hand, don't they? The world's greatest curator, Les Burdett, and West End Draft. Do you want to know him because he can help you with your front lawn? Or with your bar fridge? Well, I was saying I'm an ambassador for Balfour's. I think the two of us should get together. Les, thanks for putting the microphone on. How are you, old friend? Uh, absolutely magnificent. I've just uh, had a walk through Tasmania and uh, 
up in the mountains and it's been unbelievable. I was never going to do 18 k's in a day, but when I got to nine, they said, now you've got to walk back. Yeah, well, so you did me. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So why the were legs you, are heavy. The legs you, are heavy. Were you over there as an ambassador for West End or was it just a holiday? A uh, holiday with my wife and a, and a group and uh, six of us walked the um, three capes and uh, three days of walking. And it was, it was very rewarding, but geez, it was tough. It was tough, but at least you, you feel like you've earned your beer at the end of the day. Last Saturday before we went, I, I popped into the races to watch a couple of horses run and I bumped into Alan Border that happened to be there over with the Queensland guys. Oh, and I said what I was doing at uh, West Ham with him. And uh, he said, all he said to me is, stairs, bloody stairs. And I uh, get it. Because, yeah. shit, there's some stairs. <laughs> it means you're here, you're going to mingle with the people here at the Mosaic on their Christmas party. You're a man of the people. We've known you for a long time. you made the word tickety to be famous. How is retirement? Are you, You're semi-retired, aren't you? Yeah, well, it's been now uh, since I left Adelaide Oval 2010, so it's nearly 12 years, and I still consult Cricket Australia as a pitch advisor, so when there's a problem, I go and help, and probably more mentoring and... I get dirty, put the shorts on and the, and the uh, Greek Chapel hat and get out yeah. in the field. But I love that part of it. Uh, but more importantly, I've got two grandkids, uh, oh. little Max and Charlie, Max Les Kelly, incidentally, yeah. and little Charlie Peter Kelly. And uh, my second daughter, uh, Emma, is due uh, just after Australia, day after Australia Day. So that's okay. really exciting. And all those grandparents out there, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, we boast about them, but, geez, we love them. Yeah, my sister's just going through it now with her first. So uh, 2010, you left Adelaide yeah. Oval. It was bulldoze the time. They were coming in with the bulldozers yeah. and changing it all. Big issue of drop-ins. Yep. What have you made of drop-ins now, decade on, and more than a decade I, on, really? Well, I lived through the drop-ins for the whole period, uh, Rooch, and, and uh, uh, from putting one in the Docklands in 2000 yep. on the closed I roof remember and that. watching what they did at the MCG. You know, it's, uh, it's fair to say that the, the drop-in pitchers had a bad uh, record of uh, underperforming. And uh, for years, the, uh, especially my role as pitch advisor of Cricket Australia, we meet annually with all the curators around the countryside. And one of the grounds that uh, was under scrutiny all the time was uh, nice, was MCG. But what, what they did with a new dropping pitches was have a slab of concrete that was 25 metres by 25 metres and put these flower pots on top that oh, yes. uh, are yeah. six inches yeah. and they just dehydrate. They, exactly. When it gets hot they, you can't hold the moisture. And the, the model that we did in Adelaide, and I say we, that uh, Damien Hoff's Hoff, done a yeah. brilliant job and he was on my staff for 16 years and yeah. I love him dearly. Uh, but the, the deal was to make sure that the plant could grow through the pot into the sand underneath and the loam underneath. So when you lift the cricket pitch out that's had a season out in the middle of Adelaide Oval, the roots are hanging down a foot. Oh. So the plant stays alive. So the, the, there's still chlorophyll in the leaf. It's green. It's got that tinge. It's got that encouragement for a bowler to go in and bat. Where the MCG for all those years was benign. The grass had lost its sap and it was like straw. So now in the last three years, they've removed the concrete out of the MCG. They're sitting there pitches now on the sand and when they're lifting them out the roots are hanging down a foot underneath so all of a sudden there's life back in the MCG uh, and I think Adelaide Oval was the leader on that one. Uh, yeah. The first test of the summer gets underway tomorrow at Perth Stadium. We all grew up with the Wacker being brutal and the fastest and hardest track yeah. in, in Australia. Uh, what's the wicket like over there? Look I it, it's a tough one. I, 
the, the curator told uh, the executives and the, the boss to uh, stick it up his jumper back in 96, and I went over and prepared the pitch for uh, New Zealand. So I've worked with it, and mm. uh, it is a tough pitch. It's a tough Because it's the heaviest clay in any pitch in the world, it's about 85% clay, sand, silt. Uh, so when you roll it out hard, it's the bounciest cricket pitch in the world of cricket. Uh, but also, if you go back to West Indies playing this some years ago, when Ambrose was yep. running between wickets and his bat got stuck in the crack and he couldn't get his bat out of the crack, so it got run out. So it can really perform, uh, if, if there's not enough moisture in there and you get seriously hot conditions, it can really open up. So Perth Stadium is another one with a car park underneath, a bit like Marvel, the yep. Dome Stadium in yep. Melbourne. Drop in as well. Yep. So... What have they learned in Perth about what they need to do there? I think they've learned that uh, uh, the growing medium is, is so important. The clay is, is the wacker clay, the heavy yep. clay. Uh, but they've also made sure there's sand underneath. There's a loam underneath that retains a bit of moisture so the roots can grow down, grab the moisture from underneath and just hold it together. And, and drop-in pitches nowadays because they're compacted in a tray and they've really got nowhere to move mm. too far. Um, so the Optus Overs work really well. There are... Some noted cricketers who say they will stand in front of bulldozers and anyone have ever done at the SCG or the Gabba. Gabba's going to be interesting because of the Olympics. Can they survive? Uh, Rich, I, I went through the same thing at Adelaide Oval where uh, we had the normal pitchers sitting out in the middle. But yep. if you've gone into... Uh, they're lucky at the SCG that only play the, the, the Swans play there, whereas... Um, MCG gets pulverised by everyone playing there. Adelaide Over has two teams playing. There's a team, there's a game every week plus practice. So the more traffic you have, the Gabba only has, at the moment, only has uh, Brisbane Lions there. So they can, they've only got a game every second week. But when you, the centre square is getting run over, and when it's wet, there's nothing you can do. Uh, when, when these clays get wet, they get sticky and they get slippery. And there's nothing you can do. You can cover them as much as you can, put enough moisture and make sure the sprigs stick into them. Um, so Sydney, Sydney and, uh, uh, and Brisbane uh, go along beautifully at the moment. But I think, you know, for Adelaide to um, do what they've done with a $535 million and flatten the ground and take the fall away from it, put in dropping pitches, you could theoretically play football on Friday night and mm. cricket on a Saturday. Yeah. So you really got to weigh up the twos and four, the fills and against to what we're doing here. Um, you know, normally if you've got a centre square there, you need to have a break of three or four weeks after football season to level the footmarks back up and get it ready for, for cricket. Whereas if you've got dropping pitches, you lift a tray out that is the same medium as the outfield, dump that out in the back, bring in a cricket pitch, and it's ready to go. So you've got pristine conditions all the time. Okay. You know, so uh, the... I've, I've done the pluses versus the minuses, and it's an absolute plus. Now that you're not on the payroll anymore at the Adelaide Oval, but the Adelaide Oval was your baby, and uh, it was so near and dear to you, how did you feel about when there were concerts there? Oh, look, um, I, I, remember the, I remember the last concert we had was uh, ACDC, yep. and uh, they built a railway line across the cricket pitch. So Ooh. we had to bridge the railway Ooh, line to get yeah. out in the middle and, and uh, met with management. And they said, look, uh, we want three days to build, one day to get out. We're going to put 54 semi-trailer loads of product <laughs> onto Adelaide Oval and take it off again. So well, if you're telling me you can do that in four days uh, with the management of ACDC, I said, well, that's, that sounds terrific. 
However, I would like to ask two other things. And they said, well, what's that condition? I said, I'd like the band to play Dirty Deeds That Are Done Dirt Cheap. This is why you are the man of the people. Uh, hey, we heard right. Mitch, we heard, just in closing, we heard Mitch Stark a little earlier today say that the Adelaide Oval was the best cricket venue in Australia by a mile. We're talking to uh, SEN's cricket correspondent, Bharat Sundarasan, who's travelled the world like you have. He gave his top three. What are your top three cricket venues in the world? I look Adelaide Oval, obviously. Uh, One. And I've looked through Cape. I've looked at Cape Town down in South Africa when I did some work down there before they came back into world cricket. I've looked at Lords in '93 uh, when I studied tour of all the Test grounds over there. Uh, I've been through India. I've travelled most of the grounds around mm. the world, but Adelaide Oval also still has the mystique and the and the tradition. Yeah. And uh, it, it's still a. It's still a warm, beautiful place to sit. You're not looking at concrete and plastic. Mm. You've got uh, the ambience of the cathedral over yep. the back. You've got the scoreboard. You've got the Morton Bays. Uh, and I think what they did in, uh, with the redevelopment of Adelaide Oval, the $535 million. Now, we need money for, for roads and hospitals exactly. and yep. everybody else. But we're allowed to enjoy ourselves. And mm. to me, the Adelaide Oval now is a people's ground for football, for, for cricket. And tonight, we've got Guns and Roses playing mm. there and two days time they're going to bring in the cricket pitch the test pitch from number two ground yep. put it in position and play on it in a week's time so if I made you president of the MCC would you get rid of the slope at Lords? Uh, well they just reconstructed the whole outfield and left that nine foot fall yeah. from members right down and that's another tradition at Adelaide Oval we took away the five foot six fall and made it flat but it made it easy to build all the buildings with Zogan knock yeah, down and start yeah, again yeah. whereas you've developed Lords so much it's very hard to be you have a yep. big fall yeah. Les, we could wax lyrical forever. You're one of the great humans. We know you have to mix with everyone here at the Mosaic It's the Hotel. best end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, West End. The <laughs> ambassador for West End, uh, the greatest curator in the world, at Les yeah. Burdett. Les, Merry Christmas, Merry mate. Christmas. We're Merry just about Les. to have a chat to yeah. a young man whose football career is about to start at yeah. AFL level, and that is Max Michelani. He joins us now. Max, congratulations on being an Adelaide Crow. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. No, an absolute pleasure. Take us through uh, yesterday. How nerve-wracking and how exciting was it? And how confident were you that you would be an Adelaide Crow? Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it was extremely nerve-wracking, um, especially the night before. I didn't get too much sleep um, leading into the <laughs> night. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't too sure whether I'd go last night or tonight. Um, so in terms of you know who was at my house, it was just a family and things like that, but um, speaking to the Crows, I was pretty confident that they'd um, pick me up. I obviously didn't get 100% guarantee or anything like that, but um, yeah, I was pretty confident that they'd give me a chance, and I'm extremely grateful that they did. Max, it was pick 17 when Sydney called your name. How did you feel then? Yeah, well, it's a funny story. My um, TV was about 20 seconds delayed. Um, and my phone just started blowing up instantly. Uh. Um, and I was thinking, geez, there must be a chance at this next pick. And then, funnily enough, my name popped up. So, um, yeah, I was over the moon that Sydney ranked me that high. And, um, yeah, they placed a bit on me. And then, yeah, even more so that the Crows matched it. Did you have any contact from Sydney beforehand to know that they were going to call you? Um, yeah, obviously I've spoken to them a fair bit throughout the year. But, um, right. yeah, they, they were pretty pretty um, close and didn't say too much about if they'd take me or not um, but yeah I had a little bit of a feeling that they might 
Maxie, we've spoken to a number of the young players in the Sandfall and we spoke to Tony Banford uh, yesterday, Banger. Uh, how are you coping with all the attention over the last couple of months? Yeah, it's obviously new. Um, yeah, I guess a couple of months ago there's nothing and then all of a sudden, um, yeah, you're doing radio shows and things like that. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's something new to change and I'm extremely grateful that people um, want to hear what I have to say. Now, Maxie, we never tend to believe what's in the AFL Bible and what we read, so we want to get it from the horse's mouth because we've had varying figures here. We know you're 18. What height are you exactly and what weight are you at the moment? Yep, um, so I measured at the combine at 190.1 centimetres um, and I weighed in at 78 kilos. Um, I'm pretty sure I've put on a couple kilos since then, so I'll be up around the 80 mark now. Um, and then, yeah, I guess hopefully I put on a lot more uh, before Christmas down at the Crows. And how did it unfold, Maxie, last night? I would imagine the phone went crazy. Who got in touch with you from the Adelaide Crows? Um, yeah, Matty Nix gave me a call and um, himself and Dawson come over to present the Guernsey. Um, okay. And all the recruiters gave me a button as well. And then, um, yeah, I was really fortunate to have all the, the players as well send me through a message saying... Um, they're thankful to have me at the club as well. So that was really great to hear. Obviously, you grow up watching these guys and um, now they're sending you messages, teammates. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was unreal. Max, your father, Jim, played four premierships with mm. Nord, a great career in the Sandful. How, how did Jim react last night? Yeah, yeah, obviously he's really proud of me. Um, he's invested a lot of time and effort into my career um, growing up. He was my junior coach, um, coached us to about five premierships in a row, me and my brothers. Um, so, yeah, that was unreal to share that moment with him and he's extremely proud. Does he have a message for you about what... I mean, you know what senior football's like at the Sanford. You played at Nord, but the AFL's a level different in itself. What's his advice to you as a father and as a coach? Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty black and white. Just work hard um, and try... Obviously, no one tries to make mistakes on purpose. So as long as you're trying yeah. your best, um, things will happen. Are you still growing, Maxie? Um, I'm not too sure. I don't think so. I might have just stopped. Hopefully, I've got another growth spurt in me or two. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I did have it. And the million-dollar question, any idea what number you'd like to have? Could it be Dad's? Uh, yeah, I did hear 31's available. Um, but, yeah, I'm just... Wait to see what um, I guess they offer me, and I'm happy to have whatever number. Um, so, yeah, just waiting on them, really. Okay. Now, Max, if you had to write your own scouting report, what would you say of your football? Um, I like to consider myself a defend-first type player, um, shut down my player and then run off from there. Um, I feel like I like to pride myself on intercept defending and things like that, so taking marks um, and then, yeah, providing overlap. Maxie, it's a big night for a lot of other South Australians that will be sitting by the TV or sitting by their phones. Uh, have you chatted to a few of the other boys and who do you think may get picked up tonight? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, of course. A lot of those boys um, I've become good mates with through the state program. So um, they've been really good sending me through messages um, saying good job and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely there's a lot of talent coming out of state this year and there's, um, yeah, a lot of players that are looking to go. Well, Max, congratulations. It's an exciting time. You get to live your dream now as a professional AFL footballer. We wish you all the best, and we look forward to staying in touch with you right throughout your career. Congratulations. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Max Best Michael, wishes, Max. Yeah, speaks and well. to Jim. Yeah, speaks well. Yes. Jim was a very good oh, they player. They all speak well now, don't they, Kim? Yeah, most of them, Roach. Hey, we're almost done. Almost done for the year, Roach. So we appreciate uh, all the kind texts that we've been receiving. Thank you to you, Roach. Thank you to Craig, our technician yes. here. Does a wonderful job, big Craig. And we'll be back in February. February yes, 13 we will. will be our start date for 2023. A big year. And I look forward to the first call being from Ange telling us where Port Adelaide is going to finish because he was spot on with his first call this year. And you owe him two coffees. You, you, you owe me I three am. coffees, Rooch. Well, you can wait. No, well, I've been waiting for years. <laughs> uh, we gave Lockie a bit of homework. Yes. We said, what do you think Adelaide will do? Yeah. He's got back to us. This might be our final text for the year. What are we, 4.53? We've got to be off here at 4.54.45. That's <laughs> right. very precise. Now, this is from Lockie. If I was the Crows, I'm trading the future second to get back in and grab at least one of the big local lads in order Barnett, yeah. Keelor, if he's still around, yeah. or Lemmy, and try to rookie another if still available, such as Scully. Ooh. Now, we've spoken no, to most Scully of these Scully won't lads. be available. Uh, need to look to develop a young ruck or two in the Sandville. That's from okay. Lockie. Well, well, stay tuned for that this evening. Yeah, it's a uh, big possibility. Thank you to everyone that sent texts. Apologies if we haven't been able to get through to everyone. I can do a quickie here. Uh, this one says, the only way the Crows move up the draft tonight is if Max Barnett is still available around pick 32 to 35. They want a young ruck. Melbourne also want to do the same yeah. as Max wants to go to Melbourne yeah, interesting. and learn from Gorn and Grundy. Yeah, hey, have a great trading. Christmas, everyone. Thank yes. you, Rich. Enjoy your summer, Kim, and everyone, please stay safe, and we look forward to seeing and hearing you next year. Yeah, uru, everyone, and uh, thank you to everyone here at the Mosaic. Good night, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs>